Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey guys, this is Nick. And Tim. And we're just letting you know we recorded this on the go because we were so excited to catch up together. We're actually filming some other stuff and... Uh, it was just so amazing to be in a, a room together doing an interview, but we're just letting you know if there is background noise or interference, it's because we have done this on the fly, but I hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you. <laughs> Tim, it's great to sit down with you in person. This is the first time I've been able to not just sit with you in person, yeah. but with any guest for this whole podcast to mm. actually have a chat while we're in the same room. So, I know, it's... It almost feels weird. It doesn't feel like this was meant to happen that way. Um, I don't know how to react. Like, I'm used to seeing someone through a screen, not actually looking at them. So it's And wait weird. for that delay, you know, when they talk. Just, exactly. like, wait for them to finish their sentence so you can pick up yours. Exactly. No, exactly. We can just, like, cut each other up whenever we want. And our recording here is going on into one file. It's not two different recordings. With one microphone. This is going to save me so much time. It's almost too easy. It, sh- it shouldn't be. Yeah. It shouldn't be that easy. It's crazy. It doesn't feel like a challenge, so... Yeah, exactly. It feels... It, we, we need things to be harder. We're used to it being hard. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like a bit of a challenge. Especially um, with COVID and everything. We're used to a challenge now, aren't we? Yeah. And I'm going to ask you, actually, how has it been for you? Because we're both in Victoria, in Melbourne, and in the past week and a half, restrictions have been... A lot of restrictions have been lifted off in terms of how far we can travel, what kind of shops are open, and the lifestyle in general has mm. really just lightened up, hasn't it? Yeah, massively. I mean, it's it does feel, I don't know, it's a bit of a relief that you can go and do things and see people. It really is, yeah. The one thing I've noticed is, um, I and I don't know if this, it probably is common for a lot of people, like now that you can do things, um, like you get so conditioned to being alone and you know, spending time by yourself that it can almost seem overwhelming to try and do too much. Oh, yeah. I've noticed that when it comes to gathering with other people, like you said, just being used to, yeah, like spending a lot of time on your own. Mm. Now, if I gather with people, I don't stay longer than an hour because then like my social anxiety kicks in. (laughs) My introvert self just pops out and I need to go home and eat food in front of the TV. Exactly. 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 I, I noticed that the other day, the exact same thing. I was like with some friends and I was like, I was getting tired and I'm like, I really cannot wait to just get home, put some comfortable clothes on, oh, yeah. Netflix, snacks, all that stuff. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. Um, and also when it came to the restrictions being lifted for things that we can enjoy outside, uh, shops opening again, having a drink in the streets, mm. the awesome thing with that is that it all happened on a super sunny day with a beautiful temperature outside Mm. and you could tell the shift in people's moods for everyone how all of a sudden it's not as if none of the COVID situation happened but the atmosphere just lightened up within a day it was it was amazing to witness yeah oh massively straight away you can see it that people yeah because they've just been waiting so long and I think it's a combination of better weather and things opening up and I don't know a lot it seems like 
finally some positive things are starting to happen in the world. And that's because, in my opinion, it's because like we took the time to make sure that we were doing things in possibly a strict way, staying at home, not seeing anyone, a lot of restrictions, but they're paid off. Mm-hmm. We have, we only have like, I think like as of us recording this right now, we only have like four active cases in all of Victoria. Yep. That's and, amazing. And zero new ones per day for how long? Over a week, I think. It's yeah. been like 10 days. Mm-hmm. And now we, so can enjoy, good. we can allow ourselves to enjoy things. You know what I mean? Yeah. We can enjoy just like see people outside again. Yeah. There's still restrictions, including like face masks. But I, in my personal opinion, I've never been bothered by it particularly. No, a mask is like, well, you know, what's the big deal? And, and what will happen moving forward is it'll even be less... Um, Probably what will happen is you'll have to wear it if you're in a public place or yeah. on a train, which that's easy. It's like not mm. not a big problem, is it? It's like yeah, I personally find it easy, but then yeah. again, you know, like yeah, people see it differently. So we spoke like about like four weeks ago. So that was like for the first episode that we recorded together. Uh, since then, we've recorded a lot of interesting um, guests. There are some that we have booked, and there's one in particular that I'm very excited to record. It's going to be the No Frill Twins. Mm. It's like these two sisters. They are singers, and they have like this very avant-garde fashion that I'm fascinated with. I used to be a huge fan of them, and then I actually got to meet them, literally <laughs> run into them in the Sydney streets. And we've good mates since. Like I That's have, crazy. like uh, yeah. yeah, I just like chat with them quite often, and I'm very excited to get them on the podcast. I think they're going to be a very good episode to record with. I can't wait for, and you're going to be on that episode as well. So it's going to be fun. It's the first time we're going to have four people mm-hmm. on one interview. So in that past month, there's been like you know quite a bit happening in general as well, and we've talked about like Victoria restrictions lifting a bit. We have witnessed like in the past two weeks. Uh, messy election situation in the US and I feel like even though that's something that's happening in their country and they're personally very affected with that's something that we've all been following very closely and that's been a lot of stress hasn't it oh massively I mean it's been the biggest story outside of COVID in the world and it's never ending and it's just in your face every day and I feel like a lot of people, um, I can't speak for everyone but a lot of people have just felt this wave of relief now that it's done and that you know, the result that happened, happened, you know, we've got positive things and there's some responsible people being put in charge because it's, yeah, I mean, how much, you just, it gets to a point where you just like don't want to hear about all this crap anymore. It's just so much, isn't it? Yeah, to put it in a neutral way, um, it does feel like there's has been so much tension in that country that is projected onto everyone through like you know internet, social media, and news because everything is talked about all the mm-hmm. time, especially from the U.S. Um, racial issues, discrimination issues, um, COVID-related situations, because the U.S. is like a big hub of cases at the moment. So, yeah, that election process definitely has shown uh, a lot of stress, mm-hmm. a lot of, like, neck and neck between both candidates. But now that that process is almost over because they're still doing recountings and, and there's still, like, a lot that needs to happen before everything is finally set, uh, we are already seeing a lot of relief of that tension. When mm-hmm. it comes to, like, challenges that they're facing, there's still, yeah. like, a lot but um Yeah. Apart from that, it's there's relief exactly, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and th- I think that'll naturally you know have to die off soon. You know that that's not going to go on for too long. They're going to try and challenge, and and then I think things will work itself out. So yeah. it is good, isn't it? It's good to be ending the year with some positive things happening. But I think you know, and like you said before, with 
with COVID in general, really, and how Melbourne's handled it, whether people agreed or disagreed with the severity of how they've done it, the main lesson I've learnt through all of this in Australia and globally is not to be too judgmental about any one thing or the other and not to try and get, you know, try and basically make the most of each situation. There's no right or wrong way, way to do these things and we don't, we, we can't control a lot of stuff. So we've got to like just think, how can I make sure that I'm looking after myself through this process? Because if we get too emotionally affected by all these external things we can't control, it, it has a really negative impact on your mental well-being and you see it, you know, people have really fallen apart um, this year. So oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. yeah. For example, for the election, I could not get away from my phone. I was literally refreshing my... Is my voice that low? Is my voice that low? That yeah, mine must to, be like, do, I, do I need to, like, eat the microphone? No, I just want to get some, e- you know, just get some even nicer um, <laughs> projection of your voice. Sound. Exactly, there you go. <laughs> I hate that sound. I know, it's like, shocking. Any ASMR stuff, oh. I, I'm allergic to it. I didn't even know about that until um, my sister was telling me the other day, I think. Yeah, it's just, anyway. Hell no, 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 no. Don't, don't dive into it. I don't, it's a rabbit hole that you'll never get out of, trust no. me. I didn't look it up and I've got no interest in looking that up. So, <laughs> good, good. Yeah. Keep it that way. Exactly. Um, what were we talking about? Um, yeah, so with all of these things that have been happening and how they've affected us, um, I'm actually curious to ask how... Are there like any things in particular that you do, whether it's like things that you've watched, you listen to, or activities that you do to just like help you relieve some of that like foggy mental process that yeah. can affect you like can affect anyone so so much D- does that make sense what i said yeah like it does yeah what, what do you do what do you listen to what do you watch what do you play what do you do yeah so acting i mean acting in general has been one of the best things i've ever done for my mental health just just reading a script and performing or because it just i don't know it takes you out of your head you have to think about things from other people's perspective yeah that's and the same thing, isn't it? that's the main thing and then just when you're performing you're you have to be, you know, it's like a conversation between two people. So for me to listen to you, if I'm acting, mm. I can't be thinking about other things. I've got to actually be really trying to interpret what you're saying. So, but anyway, in terms of the exercises, I got into a new acting technique that I only discovered this year. A few actors had told me about it. It's called PEM and it's from uh, Germany originally. And I've been getting taught by this amazing teacher who I actually interviewed on the podcast. Her episode's coming out quite soon. Sarah Victoria. Sarah Victoria. That's it, you know. (laughs) Sarah Victoria. um, And it's just been amazing. It's actually been one of the best acting techniques or anything that I've come across. And it's all emotional exercises. Mm -hmm. uh, Without giving away too much. Like, what's like... Yeah. Well, the key things are... In a lot of acting, it's about using your psychology to, for example, um, you know, trying to drag up a traumatic event or try and put your head in a scenario so then you can have an emotional reaction from the thoughts, you know, that you're gaining from being there. This is nothing to do with that. This is purely, um, it's almost scientific in the sense of it's doing certain things physically to evoke an emotional reaction. So, So either through breathing, through a lot of it will be, um, you know, for getting the emotion of anger, it will be moving your face in a certain way, breathing in a certain way, moving your eyes in a certain way. Um, nothing to do with what you think about. And this is all tested scientific based stuff that they actually use this technique on people in all walks of life. They've used it very successfully on kids that have Asperger's, for example, that can't physically express emotion 
and by teaching them the physical movements mm -hmm. to get the emotion out it's helped them dramatically to express it so it's oh, wow. it's something anyone can do because it's a physical thing and i've just found it profoundly beneficial not just for acting but you just do it and it makes you feel good because it's a way to release emotion Remember when we answered, uh, both of us answered the questions that we asked the guests each time? Yeah. I remember that my answer for my personal definition of happiness was, I see happiness as a lack of negative things in mm. your head, rather than just like things that are added up to your neutral state. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, anything above the neutral state would be happiness. For me, it was a lack of negative things. Yeah. So my neutral state was my happiness. Yeah. And I know that I was very stressed for a lot of things in the past weeks. And then I took this walk in the Victoria Gardens. Yeah, you know yeah. That park? yeah, I love that park. I put some sweet music on, I grabbed a bubble tea on the way, and then I had a walk in the park just by myself. And I was not thinking of anything. Mm. It was like, I was literally thinking, oh, this is what they talk about when you talk about meditation. Because yeah. you had no I had nothing in my mind, it was just blank, and I was just listening to the music and focusing on that. And I felt so happy. I was like, just enjoying that neutral state. And I was enjoying it so much that I just stayed in that park for like two hours by myself but um, it's amazing just walking around and like looking at ducks like eating things or whatever it was just just perfect it was just awesome um yeah just experiencing it once now I think I'll be able to apply it more often and just like know what helps me be in that state and that's something that I can really encourage people is just like find those things find those hobbies media whether it's like movies or music find those like small things or elements that help you just empty your mind completely and enjoy that neutral state yeah where you don't overthink about anything or you don't think about anything period yeah and stay in that state for like a small amount of time whether it's like 20 minutes or an hour it helps so much for like your mental being seriously even yeah. even like you know one minute even 30 seconds in that in that state is going to be better than nothing. It's going to help you a lot. Mm, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It really does. Um, I'd like to move on now to... So we've asked like people to write to us their answers of those questions that we ask each guest. Mm. And last episode, you and I, we both answered them. Yep. And now um, we received um, quite a few answers, but there's one in particular that I'd like to go through. And we haven't read it yet, so we'll see how uh, it goes as we react to it. But we've got some answers from Erica who says, Hi, Nick. I really enjoy listening to your podcast. You are certainly interviewing some great speakers and they are all contributing to a very unique resource. And that, that's that's, great. that makes us very happy to hear. Yeah, it's good to hear. <laughs> um, so, Erica says, My most ultimate childhood memory is being out at sea on my parents' 38-feet fishing boat. I don't know the feet uh, measuring system, but that sounds huge. 38 feet? It is. Yeah, it's quite a big fishing boat. Yeah. Lucky Erica, we would go every winter up the east coast, past Shoalwater, Army Training Bay, and into Pearl Bay, then up to Percy Island Group. My dad was a mackerel fisherman, and we would fish all day in a dory, and my mom, Eileen, and I would fillet the fish and pack it into trays to put into the massive freezer on the back of the boat. It was truly amazing being out in the wild sea, an adventure every day. Wow. I mean, that's a pretty unique and amazing childhood memory it sure is um i'm so glad you had a 38 fishing boat erica <laughs> yeah i'm I'm happy for you about that and, and no, no honestly yeah it, it does sound like yeah. um, it sounds like a 
repetitive memories like that you know like not things that just happened once but like that, that yeah atmosphere you would go back to that sounds very very cool exactly sorry can you hold that yeah no absolutely that'll make it easier yeah yeah all right so what's yeah what's the second one secondly i think that the biggest burden on mental health is so many people that burnt out and exhausted that work in health services unrealistic case management that entails 30 consumers to one case manager just far too many people struggling to cope with the number of people that need help and resources also so many people are not getting beds in hospitals for acute mental health problems and are being turned away that's um that's very sad to hear and that's sad to hear and that's a it's really on point um burnout is a huge issue and we've even had uh uh, or you can say the name Mary. Um, Mary. Mary. Mahi, ha- yeah, you can. You, you know how to say the name properly. Um, <laughs> Tim's French, and he know this is a French name, and he can say it well. Marie-Hélène Pelletier. There you go. I, I I won't even attempt saying the name again because I butchered it every time I said it. Uh, but she was she's amazing, and she was a guest that does a lot of work in burnout in companies, and uh, it's an issue that we need more help in. So it's a really good point. And then the second part there absolutely is not enough um, government money putting put into making sure that there are enough um, hospital beds and room available yeah. for people that are suffering. It's just not, there's not enough resource. I and mean, COVID's not helping with that for sure. COVID's not helping and it's, it's really not. It's exacerbating the problem and it's a, a really big issue and we need more done. I've actually been um, talking to a lady in Sydney who's doing a petition around this to try and get more money put into it. She's had direct experiences with kids that have been suffering severely and they were not able to get the help they needed they were you know at at times suicidal and couldn't get couldn't get a bed which i just find it crazy and it's something that we all need to you know speak as much as we can about to fix so yeah yeah, that was a good Um, answer i mean especially like that answer was quite factual and it sounds like uh, it's something that she's personally um either like witnessed or experienced and uh that is a shame um so many people are burnt out and exhausted that work in mental health services. When she says like case management, that entails 30 consumers to one case manager. It's um, that's where I think like what if you're able to if you are a good listener as a person, it's always such a good thing to reach out to people around you when you see either feel like there is something going on with them or not just like checking are you okay how's things i'm here to listen i might not be able to like give an amazing perspective and like um advices and stuff but just listening is such an amazing first step that would help so many people hopefully that vacuum will be picked up she keeps going with the third question i see mental health very advanced in the next 10 years especially with artificial intelligence taking the place of lots of exhausted human workers However, I see a lot of complications with a robot being able to distinguish and diagnose mental health issues and therefore it has huge implications around medication and those people that are forced treatment and forced medications. Okay, that's... um, Yeah, which that makes sense because, you know, I think technology is going to improve a lot of things, but at the same time, um, you know, emotions are so complicated and there's only so... Um, far artificial intelligence can go um, at the moment with trying mm. to you know with being able to diagnose or read or help people that have mental health issues yeah so she keeps going and say oh, she keeps going sorry no no, no that's, yeah. that's fine uh, I would like to see the compassion of a human remaining at the forefront of mental health treatment with the assistance of AI 
but realistically AI will be at the forefront of all services within 10 years and mm. it's very interesting that she says that because about a year ago I found this application where it was meant to be a mental health application where you would actually speak with an AI in the format of texting you know like you just uh, text a yeah, friend yeah. and it was actually like an AI that you would chat with I think I saw it yeah it was such a fascinating concept but horrible execution Right. I gave it a try right. and the responses were feeling so off and automatically generated that you could definitely see what was picked up from your personal answers and what was picked up from the application yeah. database or whatever it was yeah. not there but amazing concept having just like you know that virtual person that you could talk to at any time the same way you would talk to like a close friend it was a very very interesting format and um, I'd love to see that being developed more in the future for sure I know because I can see I, don't, I doubt the technology's there yet but I think in the future when that can, can when that can get to the point that it would respond back in the same way that any other human would respond to people a big thing for people is just having that um, you know having people there that they can talk to sometimes mm. we just need to vent we need to be heard and have people talk back to us so yeah. you know it could be a, a really interesting thing yeah very interesting answer again Erica um, fourth, my definition of happiness is keeping a close check on perspective and reminding myself that what other people's perspective may be, it does not mean it defines my own personal reality. That is very true. Especially after mm. I have experienced psychosis multiple times, I have come to really understand that everybody's reality is a personal opinion. And I keep bringing myself back to a present moment of actualization of being in my body. Mm. Very good answer. And that's, really good answer. There is this thing that I found where when you think like your head is getting into too much of something, you're having like, you're overthinking too many things at the same time. There is like this little thing that you can do where, um, and I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's like a special awareness thing mm. where you, I think it's like you name five things that you can see, four things that you can hear, three things you can touch, but it's basically just like playing with your senses and just like being aware of everything around you including yourself and your presence in that state and that's what gonna that's what's gonna keep you grounded yeah have you ever like done anything like that like that kind of exercise um not like that but what i was going to say when you're saying that and when i was talking about the pem the acting Mm. thing before it does a similar thing because like a lot of it's um you got to be so focused to do it like a lot you're doing sort of jumping and breathing um, and moving your face in a certain way at this, all at the same time. Mm. And it actually does that. It does exactly that. It, like me, You're giving yourself so many tasks that you can't think about the other stuff. So um, I've started doing it. When I'm overthinking, I'll just stop and do these PEM exercises. Mm. And then it gets my mind back to the present moment. And like, um, Because you can get stuck on a tangent with those overthinking it's horrible feeling isn't it oh i'm i'm pretty sure that every single person has experienced overthinking one way or another surely for me it was going to be very like socially yeah like sometimes like the smallest issue can just like snowball into the worst thing yeah it's not fun it's not fun at all and you know it is it's a probably part of the human condition but Mm -hmm. it can become a problem if we don't learn to you know um manage it because Mm. it can just overwhelm us yeah for sure um and for the last question the most courageous thing i've ever done was giving birth by a cesarean to my son 
It was the most incredible experience to endure and come out alive with a healthy baby. He surely is my miracle. That's, um, I wish I could relate to that, but... Same, that's really beautiful. Beautiful um, answer nonetheless. Thank you yeah. so much. Um, Erica, thank you so much for answering all of these. Um, we're very looking forward to getting more answers to these questions. So anyone listening, you can answer these five questions. What is your best childhood memory? What, in your opinion, is the biggest burden on mental health? Where would you see mental health in 10 years from now? What is your personal definition of happiness? And last question, what is the most courageous thing or what is something that you're the most proud of? Yeah, I think done? that's what, yeah, I think proud of is good. And, and, good answer, yeah. and yeah, thank you, Erica, for those answers. That was really great. And we're yeah, loving hearing from people. So the more that you can send in, the better. And we will try and make a point of reading one of them out um, every time that Tim and myself catch up to yeah. do a chat like this. And yeah, I want to say thank you to you as well, Tim, for your... You know, this has been Tim's suggestion to um, read these questions out uh, when we do our catch-up chats and encourage our listeners to talk about it. So thank you for doing it because it's been great hearing, you know, what people have to say. Yeah, well, thanks for picking up on the idea. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, thanks for approving it. So, yeah, it's been so great chatting to you, Tim. And like I said at the beginning, doing this in person has been great and i'm sure now we will be able to actually do more in person and yeah um you know we're gonna like i said for anyone listening tim and myself are gonna do these catch-up chats uh we don't have official sort of time frames yet we don't have a tight schedule don't have a tight schedule Whatever. you know i think i i think it'll probably end up being every you know second week mm. um but you know it might be once a month at the moment we'll see but mm. you'll be hearing these from time to time and it's a way for the two of us to reflect on what's happened in the podcast, what we've both been going through, and just have a more, you know, general, lighthearted chat. So yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's been <laughs> been good doing doing another one with you, mate. Yeah, it's been pretty great. Thanks, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. I'll let you get to editing this episode. Yeah. See you later, episode. Bye. All right. See you later. Thank you. Bye. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.